What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Comic Book Lair. I'm Kyle. I'm Ray. And we got a good one for you again this week. We're doing our last book of the week show of the year. Uh, dude, how nuts is that, man? Last B.O.W. of the year. Dude, it's crazy how, like, you get to the last, like, four months of the year and time oh. just zips by. Like, blinks and we're already closing out December and uh, just wild, man. Yeah. Are you looking forward to the kids all being on break and Christmas time? And I am so looking forward to break because like December is just a jam-packed month. Like everything's yeah. going on. Like people are, you know, like Christmas parties and holiday parties for work. And then you got the, the kids have holiday and Christmas parties and like dance recitals, end of the year stuff. You know, kids are, my, I think like my oldest since she's in high school, she's got like finals and midterm finals and all that it's just uh, i'm ready for a break yeah yeah dude i'm just like fingers crossed everybody stays healthy going into it so it's not a week of trying to nurse people back to health no yeah no definitely um that's for sure because everybody's sick right now it seems like as i well. know serious everybody i know man dude and another thing is i'm am ready to sleep in Dude, like, amen. Like brother. usually, I'm I'm pretty like a good morning person. Like I'm like waking up in the morning. That, that doesn't bother me. But lately, it's been ridiculous because so oh. w- when the girls were young, we did the whole Elf on the Shelf thing, right? Yeah. By the time they got old enough to like not be into the Elf on the Shelf magic, we were over it. <laughs> my wife and I were sick of doing the Elf on the Shelf every single night for the whole month of December. And now that my son, you know, oh no, four, is he wanting you to do it? Well, my kids want, my girls, my older girls are like, hey, we have to do it. And me and my wife, we don't want to do Elf in the Shelf anymore. We're sick of it. (laughs) And every single night, dude, it's like my wife and I are like, what are we going to do now? And like with the girls, dude, we went all out. Like all these cool, like, you know, like creative, like stuff. Now we're just like, "Eh, just Throw it up on Milk the shelf, you know? Yeah, <laughs> throw it in the tree. We're just, like, throwing it wherever. Like, we don't even care. But he gets stoked about it. And literally, if he wakes up, like, he'll wake up at, like, 4 in the morning and he has to go to the bathroom. And immediately, he's like, let's go find the elf, Dad. <laughs> I'm like, dude, no. It's 4 a.m. And That's he doesn't so go back funny, to sleep. Dude. So we're literally up at 4, 4.30, searching oh around the house for gosh. the elf. And he won't go back to sleep. And it's terrible. No way, dude. I couldn't do it, man. And I, I would not still, do it. Dude, it's what, what's the date? The 10th? I have 20, you know, 15 more days of this. Good luck to you, man. 4 a.m. wake up calls because he wants to go find this elf around the house. Oh, that is too rough, dude. Terrible, man. Anyways, how, how was your week? <laughs> dude, I had a pretty good week, man. It's been busy as can be, bouncing back and forth with kids' recitals and plays and stuff like that and Christmas parties, two Christmas parties this weekend, two recitals, one on Friday, one on another day. I don't even remember. Sounds like me. But, you know, I love being, I love getting to be there for her for all that and watching it's cuteness overload. And, uh, but like you, man, I'm just ready to sleep in. I mean, I'm not a morning person. You know that you've known that probably forever. (laughs) Uh, but I am just, I'm like if I could make it to 7 a.m., I'd be stoked. Dude, I sleep <laughs> into seven every day. No, dude. If I made it to seven one day, you don't know how happy I'll be. 
Oh man, it's not. It backfires on me though, dude. Because then I'm running around like mad. Because I'm the one who takes the kids to school in the morning. Yeah. So it just becomes, and I tell myself every day, like I cannot do this. Like I have got to start getting up earlier. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. But I'm just so bad at it, dude. I cannot get out of bed. I mean, I need an hour in bed before I can roll out of bed. Dude, as soon as my alarm goes off, I just get out. I'm just ready to roll. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I don't know. It's weird. Even my wife hates it. She's like, that's stupid. Like, you're already getting dressed. <laughs> Your alarm just went off. <laughs> she's like, that's stupid. She hates it because she's, you know, she's like, has like three alarms set. And here I am. Yeah. One alarm. Like, I immediately turn it off and I just shoot out of bed. Dude. Turning lights on, brushing it's my teeth. It's crazy how different people are, man. Because that's yeah. just a gene I do not have, dude. But uh, anyway, so bro, how was your week, man? Dude, yeah, it was good, man. I actually got a lot in, which was cool, man. My mother-in-law's in town because all the kids had all kinds of crazy stuff going on. So get this, dude. She, My mother-in-law was taking the girls and, and my son to go watch a movie. And so they started looking up to see what's playing. And they saw that The Grinch was playing, like the old uh, Jim Carrey live action one. Yeah, yeah. And my cool. son's been wanting to watch that forever. And I don't, you know, we don't have it. It's not on Netflix, not on Disney Plus. So um, she was like, yeah, let's take him to watch that show. She buys tickets online for them. And um, they go to the theater, right? And they go to check in with their QR code. And like the lady behind the desk was like looking at my mother-in-law like, you know, something's wrong. And my mother-in-law's like just standing there. And the tickets were five bucks, mind you. I just thought it was maybe they're playing it for like, since it's a holiday Christmas time. You like know? a cheap, yeah, deal. Yeah. And the lady's like, how how did you buy these tickets? And my mother-in-law's like, I don't know, just bought them online. Like through, I think it was AMC or whatever, you know? And she's like, well, hold on one second. Let me get the manager. Dude, come to find out. It, you know how you can book like a movie theater for like a private viewing or like a oh, private party? No, dude. dude, some lady booked a birthday party for her 11-year-old daughter and booked out the whole theater for like, I think there was like 20 to 25 people in her party. And for some reason, <laughs> they didn't shut it down online or whatever. How the heck does that happen? And they were, yeah, they my mother-in-law bought tickets and my, my son was so stoked to see this movie. He's four. He's crying, you know. Um, and yeah. then the bigger coincidence is the lady that was like booked it was standing right next to my mother-in-law and she was like saw my son breaking down so she's like oh you know what we have plenty of open seats just come on in and you guys can dude, watch the movie with us that is the wildest thing dude like yeah so i knew something all, was weird about it i just kept thinking too like are they making all the people who come to the party pay five dollars for tickets? Like, how did these even get yeah, up? Yeah, dude, I don't get it. it. It was so strange. So the cool thing about it is, they still got to go in there, and then the manager like gave my mother in law like eight free movie passes, a bunch of like popcorn vouchers and stuff. So stoked dude, on that, and they got Black to see Panther it. So yeah, so it ended up working out. So I have a bunch of movie tickets. I can go watch uh, Black Panther. Um, right on. I told my wife, I was like, I'm going tomorrow by myself. I said, I'm just. I'm gonna. I'm up anyways at 4 a.m. I might as well go <laughs> get in line. <laughs> Look, I found the elf. My morning's done. I'm gonna yeah. go watch a movie. Yeah, just open the theater for me. Here's my free voucher. I'm in my pajamas. Oh my gosh, dude, that's nuts, dude. But yeah, that it was nuts. um weird. Just really weird how that kind of happens, man. I don't know, but it was it was hysterical. Oh, right on, dude. Speaking of movies, um, I think John Wick Four comes out. I think in the beginning of the year sometime. Dude, and I hope so. Yeah, I've dude, I've only watched the first one. Yeah, so you, you got to check out two and three. Yeah, so I um I rewatched uh, the first one again because it's been so long since I watched it, 
And uh, just rad, dude. Keanu's the man. Such the man, dude. And so I, I would I watched that. I can't remember. Sometime earlier this week. And it was just, I don't know. After I watched it, I just, you know, when you watch a movie like that, you're just like, dude, that was rad. And you feel like you could do like rad stuff like <laughs> exactly what I'm thinking, don't you? I like turned off the lights and I was like going to go upstairs and it was all dark and I was like, dude, if someone came <laughs> in the house right now, I could be Keanu. I could be John Wick right now. Yeah, dude. <laughs> it reminds me of Gone in 60 Seconds, dude. Oh, oh no. Go see that. <laughs> Get out of here with that. Dude, um, we could steal a car. <laughs> <laughs> we were so adamant about stealing the car after we watched that movie, dude. Thank God we never did. And then, dude, um, Bullet Train already came out on Netflix. I was just, I can't even remember what I was doing. I think I was looking up something for my son to watch, and I seen it was on there. Super stoked on it, so I decided to watch that last night, and um, I loved it. I thought it was so good. Yeah, I didn't even know it was on Netflix till you told me, and it's been one of the one of the movies I've been dying to see. I wanted to see it in the theater, never got a chance. And so I watched it last night. Uh, I loved it, man. It was so much fun. The action scenes were great. The story was hilarious. Uh, the characters were just really well done. Dude, I liked it all, man. I loved Lemon and Tangerine. They're the best. They were my two favorite. Like, I thought they were, like, the comic relief was hysterical throughout. Like, yeah. it was, I don't know, Brad Pitt's character was super funny. Like, it was just good, man. And like you mentioned, the, the action scenes were cool because it was in, like, really tight quarters. And so I thought that was neat how they how they did that and how they filmed it. And um, I liked all the, like the twists and turns throughout. Like some of them I saw coming, but some of them I didn't. Yeah. And uh, I just enjoyed it all the way through it. It like it was it was funny, dude. Like my wife came in like halfway through me watching it. I think it was from one of the girls' recitals, and she had a bunch of stuff in her hand. She's like, "Are you gonna come help us?" And I'm just like, "No." Watch a bullet train right now. <laughs> like, no, come on. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I loved it, dude. The Ryan Reynolds, like, little cameo. I didn't see that coming no, at all. That was hysterical, man. It was so good. So, yeah, I got two movies in, which is that's a lot for me during the week. Yeah, man, that's good. Uh, you know what I love? And I'm not sure I'm going to characterize it the right way, but that sort of like action uh, comedy movie trope where, like, uh, you're in the, they're fighting really hardcore, but then they can like break and have like meaningful discussion, but it's really funny at the same time. Yeah, yeah. Like I really love that when it's done well, and I thought they did it really well here. Like when uh, they did it a few times too. Oh yeah, when it was either Tangerine or Lemon was fighting Brad Pitt, and mm -hmm. he was about to be kicked out of the train, and uh, then they take a break and they're just talking and all of a sudden it seems like they're friends but then they fight again i love stuff yeah like the that. concession lady was rolling through there and yeah. he bought i think brad pitt's character like bought a water That's and so brad good. pitt was like dude I, I forgot my wallet can you pay for me for this I one i love it man <laughs> yeah, that part was so funny man and then he just paid for it dude it yep. was just i love that stuff too. and it was like the high-end water too it wasn't like a normal bottle water. yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so super funny man i loved it though yeah dude me too I got to watch that Netflix show Wednesday, too. I finished that this week. Yeah, dude. My kids have been watching it. They say they like it. Dude, it was rad, man. I really thought it was well done. Uh, the Wednesday character, whoever's the actress that's playing Wednesday, uh, was phenomenal. But I guess it's a Tim Burton thing, and I didn't know yep. that at first, but it makes sense as you're watching it. But I think you'd really like it, dude. It's just Wednesday trying to solve you know, a bunch of different 
I mean, quote unquote crime. Well, no, I guess it's straight up crime. And uh, it was fun, man. A lot of fun. Yeah, my oldest really likes it. And um, I don't know if she pl- um, went through them all. How, what is it? Six or eight episodes, I think? I think it's just six. Because I was surprised when it ended. Yeah, she might have finished it already, but I told her I wanted to watch uh, it as well. So I told her, don't, you know, let me know what's going on. But um, I mean, it's not any crazy spoilers, I'm sure. But it seemed like a fun show to just watch. Yeah, it was super cool, man. Nice, dude. But I got a ton of reading in, dude. Dude, let's get into them. I'm ready. I've been dying to talk to you about this one um, because both of you and I have loved um, this uh, one from Image called Noctera. Mm-hmm. Um, Scott Snyder, Tony S. Daniel, they've got two volumes out right now. I think volume three comes out sometime in the beginning of next year. And it's cool because like in between each volume so far, they've done like a one shot. And the first one they did was Blacktop Bill spe- uh, special. I loved it. And he's he's like the main villain. And um, I love that. Yeah, the Blacktop so Bill good. special was so rad. The art was rad. Um, some of the coolest cover art too. Dude, um, yeah. Some of the coolest variants true. that came out. That's and, true. I forgot um, about the very Yeah, you have a like, cool one, I think. You have, I think, my favorite one. Which one? Isn't the one which is just this yeah, mile? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so rad. I, I so didn't, cool. that was sold out when I went to go get it. I forgot about all the variants for that. You're right. Those were awesome. Yeah, and so that one was so good. And so I was nervous when, so this is the Val special. Yeah. And she's like the main, the main character. And, um... I was kind of nervous for it because that dude, the blacktop building was so good. I didn't know if it was going to, you know, be on par with that. Um, What'd you think? Well, dude, um, I don't think I liked it as much as the blacktop bill special. I think the blacktop bill special just had this punch. Like I went away from it thinking like, oh my gosh, blacktop bill is nuts. Dude, he's such a, just a crazy character. Crazy. But, uh, what I did like about this one, um, well, let me backtrack a second. Another thing I think about the Blacktop Bill special is that it was all about Blacktop Bill. Like, yeah. this one didn't seem like it was really all about no. that. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And so that was another thing. But I loved this issue. I thought, just so cool to be back in this world because I love the whole atmosphere of, like, all the artwork does here and the, the world that they're in and the lights and everything that's like that. But uh, getting to find out about how the ferryman started and the dude that... Um, Val was with early on and watching uh, Emery when he was just trying to figure out all his explosives and yeah. uh, everything that went down was super rad, dude. Uh, yeah. I had a lot of fun with this one. What about you? Yeah, no, same thing. And I think you nailed it perfect. Like, it could have been the Noctera, like, Ferryman special yeah. more than the Val special because you don't get a ton. I mean, you learn a ton about her in uh, volume one already, mm-hmm. just, you know, where she came from. That's true. Um, but you don't learn really how she became a ferryman per se, right. you know, and, and this one really doesn't show that either. Cause she's kind of already riding with them. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. I mean, you get a little bit of backstory on her, but it was more about this other dude that she's with. And, um, but it was good. Like I, I yeah. liked it, man. I, yeah, I liked, sure. um, you, you get Emery's in there. He's, you know, real young making his, uh, uh, flash pops and all that and they're trying to name them that was hysterical that was so funny um, the art still is really really good and um, so I liked it one thing I did think of and I I want to see if you thought the same so you know in, in volume 2 Bailey like volume 1 is told mainly from like Val's perspective and then volume 2 it kind of switches over and Bailey is the one kind of narrating it as they go through and she's so set on like 
turning the world and like bringing it back to light, how it used to be, and everybody's going to get along. And Blacktop Bill is kind of like, he he's kind of like helping them through volume two, you know, like, right. Yeah. And, and he even mentions like Bailey, like people, people aren't going to be nice to each other, you know? And there's a lot of this in, in this one shot. Like it just shows you how just corrupt people still are. You know, like how, how Blacktop Bill's right. They're never going to be, you know, it's never going to go back to you having friendly neighbors and, you know, buddy, buddy, even when the light does come back. Yep. So, um, I thought that was really, really neat. Um, but overall, I liked it. It was cool. Yeah, man, me too. It's just super cool to be back in Noctera, dude. I dude, missed it. Yeah, it seems like it's been on a hiatus for so long. And um, I think during this, uh, I think at the end, it says it comes out beginning in 2023 sometime. So hopefully in the first couple months of next year, we can get back into into the story in volume three. And um, it'll be cool. Right on, man. You know what I just realized? I don't think we mentioned what the book of the week was at the top of the show. <laughs> Did we? Oh no, we just said, "Hey, it's another Bo Dub." <laughs> we never even. They'll mentioned find out soon years. enough. Yeah, they're gonna get there. They'll get there. <laughs> way to end the <laughs> way to do a real solid Bo Dub ending for the year. <laughs> you think we'd have it down by now, but we yeah. don't. That's uh, all good, dude. Did you get a chance to read Little Monsters Seven Eight? Eight. Yeah, we're on eight now, dude. And um, I wish I got the cover that you got. I just got cover A. Which is still a cool cover. Did you get the um, Spawn cover? I did get the Spawn cover, yeah. Yeah, I love that one. I was rolling around on uh, coffeeandacomic.com to place my order. And uh, I I have a, I only, on my pull list, it's all A covers. I don't do any variants usually. But as I was just strolling to see if there's anything else to pick up, I noticed all the Spawn covers. Yeah. So I tried to pick up. All the ones I really wanted. I got a bunch of spawn covers this week. <laughs> dude, yeah. The spawn, the Little Monster spawn cover is really, really cool. The only one I didn't get, dude, and if you see it at your shop, if you pick it up, I'll pay you back. I really want the do a power bomb spawn variant. They didn't have it. Dang it. Yeah. I'll check back uh when I go, but um I don't I don't think they had it there. That they had cover rare. A, which is the white one that yeah. you open up and fold open. And then they had one other one, but I don't I don't think it was spawn. But if you under, if you ever see it, let me know. I'll go back and check for you. Right on, man. But what do you think of Little Monsters Eight, man? Dude, I, I liked it, man. You, um, it it doesn't progress the story as much as I thought it was going to because we left off on seven, and you're just like there was that kind of big reveal, and I was just like, all right, you know, I can't wait to find out what's really going on with this, you know, like the people that left them there. Right, yeah. And um, this story has kind of done that to you, though, a few mm-hmm. times, I think. So even though I was a little bummed it didn't progress it much, it hopefully, I think you mentioned this to me early, uh, a couple of days ago, like hopefully it just builds up to a big reveal. I'm a hoping. big crescendo. Yeah. But um, I thought it was cool, man. We get a little backstory on some of the characters again, like a little flashback. And... Um, I like that we got to see uh, the one of the twins. I can't remember if it's um, Raymond or Ronnie, whatever one's still alive. Um, you finally get to see him because he's hasn't. You haven't seen him since he's got captured by the mm-hmm. humans, and so I thought that was neat. And you see a little bit of compassion of the, from the dude who um, kidnapped him. So um, it was cool. What do you yeah. think? I liked it too, man. Uh, it is funny kind of now that you mention it like there was that kind of that big cliffhanger where you're like oh what's going to happen when they all find out that there's the elder in a tomb uh and you're still just kind of like 
that didn't get anywhere. You did get a lot of stuff here, though, which is building and kind of making the ground a little bit more fertile for the stories, more yeah. or less. But yeah, uh, this this series has been that way, like you said. I continue to love it. The artwork's great. The characters oh, are fun. Oh, gosh, yeah. The art is still just, dude, so good. Yeah. So I, it's still one of the ones I'm I'm excited about every time I see it's coming out. So yeah, uh, super cool. I liked it. Good, dude. Um, I know you got in a ton, so I'll just tell you the other uh, few that I read, and then um, you can tell me about all the ones you read. What do you think? Well, do you want to do you want to do a little save those for a little speed round and get into our bo dub now? Since we haven't even mentioned it at the top of the show, we might not want to keep people waiting for too much longer. <laughs> Yeah, we can we can do that. Let's do it that way. Why don't you uh, let everybody know what the book of the week is? Dude, finally, uh, we are getting into uh, King of Spies um, from Mark Miller and Matteo. How do you say? What do you say? Let me let me hear you say his last name. Scarella. Scalera. Scalera. Thank you, sir. Um, but yeah, from Image, it's a four issue uh, series, and it follows um, this dude named Roland King. You want to give a little yeah. little uh, overview of it? Sure, but before we do, before I do, do you think it's wild that in our first year of doing that comic book layer bo dubs, this is literally our fourth Mark Millar book that we've done? And if you think about it, I think our very first book we did was Mark Millar was, was Magic Order. Yes, was the Magic Order. So we're beginning Order. and ending with Mark Millar. Isn't that nuts? Yes, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't think about that. That is weird. What a weird coincidence. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. Wild. Yeah. But this is cool, man. It's about. It's got a very uh, 007 sort of vibe. Uh, to me, it's a British spy uh, in the highest level, highest ranking levels of the agency, uh, and it's just kind of him as he's getting older and finds out from his doctor that he's got six months to live. And just kind of what he's going to do with that bit of news going forward, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. anything else to paint up front, I think that kind of gives you a big idea of what's about no, to go No, yeah, that kind of gives us all back, a solid overview of it. And um, just of, dude, this is full of action. Let's just say that. Dude, 100% full this, of action. This, it's like, um, right when you open it, it's like full throttle until the very last issue. I know. It never like lets up, man. They never let off the pedal until the very end. And then you, you know, issue four comes around and it kind of tapers off a little bit and ends really well, I thought. But yeah, right when you open it, man, the, the, the action scenes are coming at you hot right from the beginning, nonstop. Yeah, dude. And I loved it. So it's a, it's a younger version of um, our main character. His name is, would you please... Roland, Remind Roland me. King. Roland King. Yeah. You literally just said that like two minutes ago. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> and it's him when he's younger and he's on a mission, right? And so he's just tearing up a village. Yeah, he's somewhere in Panama. You don't know exactly what mission he's on, but it just shows you how bad of a dude he is, I think. Yeah. And I think this like sets up perfectly kind of like an yeah, overview of his career. Mm-hmm. And so he he's made a living basically, you know, working for the British government, um, doing all kinds of crazy uh, missions, you know, taking out whoever. And he's he's almost ends up being like, would you say he's like their pawn? He, he's just kind of being used, you know. He kind of looks back now that he's, he's a older. Yes man. 
Yeah, he's pretty much, you know, they, they you know, point a target. He doesn't care who it is, and he's just taking them out no matter what, kind of. Mm-hmm. And he's really good at it. Dude, so good at it. But it's also cool here because it kind of sets you up for some characters he's fighting here early on in Panama, I think you said it was, that are going to yeah. end up coming back to haunt him. Dude, how wild is that? Later. Yeah, yeah. I felt like texting you right when I saw him come back the way they are. Like, yes. I was like, oh my gosh, this is nuts. <laughs> yeah. And let me ask you this question. Did you think, as you're reading through this, did you think there's going to be a show or a movie coming out with this? Dude, I almost get tired of asking the question with I Mark know, Millar stuff. I know, Because it's like, this is what seems like it was very clearly written as a movie script. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought the it's same such, thing. It's like got this, it's got like a three-act structure. Set him up. A little bit of like middle and then that solid ending at the end. Like it's just a, it's just a very straightforward movie plot, man. Yeah. Yeah. I thought so too. Like as I was reading this, I was like, oh yeah, I could see this being on Netflix or something real soon. (laughs) I'm sure it will be too. Yeah. So on your, do you have the, uh, you have a physical copy of any of these? Yeah. Is the Netflix branding on any of it? Like on the back there or anything like that? Oh yeah. You know it. So. Well, we'll see it eventually, I'm sure. I mean, I would be a for it. You would be a for it? I would I would be a for it. Woo! <laughs> 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 um, but yeah, dude, so you get to the end of issue one and you find out, you know, uh, if you haven't read this, we're just going to spoil it for you. Yeah. Um, he, like you said, he has six months to live and he said maybe three or four, like, in good health. Right. So and... Right. He kind of just looks back at his career and not only his career, but his personal life too. And he's like, man, I've sucked as a dad. I sucked as a husband. Even though I was a great spy, dude, like I killed everybody. Like I wasn't even killing the right people. Like there's all kinds of like terrible people out there that are alive and benefiting from stuff that I've done. Yeah. And he's like, I'm sick of it. So he's like, you know what? These last months I have to live, I'm going to go around and just take everybody out who I know is bad, no matter who they are. Mm-hmm. And he has some pretty high-value targets on his list that he's taken out through the next couple prime issues. prime ministers. The Pope. Uh, the Pope. Like, that was crazy. Yeah, I, that one was unexpected. Like, just craziness. And, like, all these people, like, he starts taking out a few here and there, and then they start to realize what he's doing. And they're like, um, like, we have to stop this dude before, like, he's going to ruin everything we've set up. And so they're, like, dispatching people to stop him. And this is kind of where you get, like, the first twist, I guess you could say, that's thrown in there. Is, um, so he has a son named Atticus. Uh, right. And... They call him up and they're like, hey, your dad, I, what do they call it? He went um, rogue, but there's, rogue. There's, a, there's a code name for it, I think, in, in here. I can't remember what it's called. Mm. Um, anyways, and his son was like stoked to get, to get the call to take out his dad. Because he really wants to cap him. Yeah. because And then so that just shows you that, you know, he, he even says like he was a terrible father. Like he had no relationship with his son. He was never there when he's younger. His son's like following in his footsteps. And now he has this chance to take out his dad. And he's like, oh, yeah, like I'm going to do it, which was crazy. Yeah. I'm trying to see if I could have found what they said. but that's I don't know. It might be at the end of issue one. 
Dude, a couple of these action things, like obviously it's Mark Millar, obviously it's over the top. <laughs> Were you ever like, all right, but seriously, how did he get on the plane? Yeah. And so a hundred percent. So he took another plane and somehow parachuted. And but I, even then, I'm like, how'd they not hear you? Like, yes. what exactly is going there, on? There was a few times during this run where I was like, all right. You just time, have to let time it go. Out. Yeah. You, and you just, you just, I'm like, whatever. It just happened. You know, yeah. you're just like, okay, he can do anything, I guess. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I, what'd you think of the aging sort of characterization of, of him? I, I thought it was really cool. Yeah, because, you know, a lot of the time in these stories, you see these guys that are just like greatest athletes of all time. They look like they were a Greek god, like chiseled in a he's piece got of a rock. Little chub. Yeah, and now that he's older, you know, on some of these missions, like he's sitting there and he's got a beer belly, it looks like, and he's, you know, he's still good, but he's, oh, you could tell, no doubt. No doubt. you know, yeah, you could tell that he's, he's reaching the, he's at the, decline of his career you know like the yeah. backside of it well they really drive that home i think in the last issue <laughs> yeah there's a there, <laughs> yeah there's a scene in the last issue that uh definitely is um for a mature audience yeah. um we won't we won't say what happens in that one but um caught me a little off guard i have to say yeah me too but you can definitely tell his age from that scene specifically <laughs> yeah um yeah, and so his son, what'd you think about that? Like, so obviously dad gone all the time, not showing up for his son. Yeah, uh, you get these little flashbacks too of like him at Christmas and, you know, yeah. he, dad's never around. He's off doing some mission, you know, never there. And so, um, yeah, you just kind of feel bad for him. And, you know, but now he, it's weird that... um Growing up, you know, he never, his dad was never around. And now he's basically turned into his dad, though. I know, right? He's the same thing as his dad was when he was, you know, his dad was his age when he yeah. was young. So he's the exact same person. Almost a little more gnarly. Uh, yeah, you're in probably terms right. Of, in terms of a moral code. Yeah, yeah, you're probably absolutely right. So it's like, even though he hated his dad for it, he's like the same person, if not worse. Yeah. This is the one, right, where you see Atticus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And so, you know, he doesn't want to open his Christmas gifts. I just wanted to make sure that I, yeah. I've read so much this week. I'm trying to remember. Yeah. And you kind of see a couple of flashbacks when he was younger. And that Christmas one, I think, comes up a couple of times. I think it comes up again in issue four. Yeah. But just a wild ride, man, through um, the first, you know, three issues. One kind of, like you mentioned, kind of sets it up. And then two and three are just nonstop him taking targets out, getting chased by his son. Um, just some crazy art scenes, too. Like, what did you think overall about the art? How How'd you like it? It was awesome, man. I yeah. thought it showed movement really well. I thought I really loved uh, the character designs. Like, every single character was super cool looking, especially him. He was rad looking. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, I thought Scalera did a fantastic job. I think you nailed it. The biggest thing I was going to say with the art is it captured movement so, so well. Yeah. Like, crazy good. And that was one thing, like, panel after panel, like, when they're just flying through the air and, like, j just everything. Especially the that is... one where he's fighting that dude on the way down from jumping off the plane. Yes, and he throws oh, him nuts. into the helicopter blades. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> 
And they did like it wasn't over the top like the gore scenes. They I thought they did it really well. I, I don't think it was like crazy over the top, but it, you know it was done good. I thought. And I will say, even for for dudes where the story's all about him being the king of spies and you kind of know how it's going to go, I did feel the tension on that scene of him falling down with that dude. I was wondering, like, man, is he actually going to make it? How is he getting out of this? Like, that was pretty well done. Uh, The tension built up there with the art and everything. But so early on, you know, when he's in Panama and he's doing his mission there and he's fighting a brother and a sister, I believe, on top of a train, he blows up the train. And then whatever this is, like 30 years later or something like that, they show back up. What would you think when you saw them? Because uh, they're not the same, are they? Dude, it's crazy. So I think they're sitting at a bar or somewhere and they get a call because obviously they're having trouble killing Roland King, right? Yeah. So they're trying to pull out all the stops now to take him out. And I believe they're sitting on at a bar and they're like... Uh, I can't remember who calls him. I don't know if it's Atticus or if it was someone in the in the British uh, intelligence agency. Yeah, is, is it Atticus? Yeah. yeah, he's talking to him in like a train station or something. But yeah, so I think Addis, At, Addison, Atticus, <laughs> gosh, dude, <laughs> Atticus rings him up, and um, I think an issue. It's either issue two or three. You get another little flashback of what happened in Panama. To them, and like, um, I think the brother like loses his legs because in issue one, when he's fighting him, I think he blows up a train or something, right? Yeah, they were on top of the train, and uh, so she lost her arms and he lost his legs, dude. Yeah, and so basically, she's wearing her brother like a backpack, (laughs) yeah, and and she's sipping a straw that's running all the way behind him. It's wild, and so he's holding the cup. Yeah, she's the legs, he's the arms, and they're like, um, this. But this in the scene, I love it. Like, if you look at the reactions of everybody behind them looking at them, like the little kids all freaked out, and it's wild, man. I would love to see that in a movie. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't know how they would do that. That would be interesting for sure. But they got some contraption, and um, they're still crazy, dude. There's, they're still, um, and they're holding a grudge. Oh, big time. Because, I mean, think about it. You, you know, yeah, were... the dude blew off your legs and your sister's <laughs> arms. I guess you hold a grudge, right? <laughs> yeah. And so, um, not only do you have all these, like, British intelligence agencies after him, now you have these other, like, um, people that aren't, they were technically their enemies, you know? Now they're calling up their enemies to take out Roland because they know they're screwed, you know? They're never going to take him out. Yeah. Um, just crazy. Yeah. So in 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 two, he takes out an ex-president, right? I don't even was it supposed to be Reagan or was it supposed to be Bush? I think it looked I thought it was supposed to be Reagan. That's from my that's what I thought. Yeah. And then in the third, he's taken out the Pope. Yeah. Kind of the big one. Yeah. Uh, I mean, a- he's taking out the prime minister, but those are the ones that the story decides to really focus on. It does focus right. on some prime ministers and stuff. And I'm just going to be honest, anybody who's listening, if there's some sort of like overarching thing that Millar is trying to say or do here, we're probably not the right show. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know if he's trying to make a statement about who he's killing or why he's killing it, but uh, I just wanted to throw it I know. Out I did think about that. Like, as as I looked at it and I was like, yeah, that does look like Reagan. Oh, the Pope, the Pope one kind of blew me away. Like, I didn't expect that. Like that. And yeah, the whole scene was crazy. Right. To, to so be honest. I know. It seems like Millar's trying to say something about religion, trying to say something about politics. 
and I just am saying, like, honestly, it's over my head what he's trying to say. Yeah, I can yeah, only yeah. talk about it as a story. Yeah, no, for sure. So the Pope one kind of was nuts, though, man. And that also didn't make any sense to me. Like, all of a sudden, there's hundreds of people in the forest. Yeah, one thing I was going to say, it's like, how did he, inf- you know, get in there, get the Pope out there and not like all these people out in the middle of nowhere? Did he ring all these random people up? And right. like, and how did he find the time? How did he investigate that? How did he, you know, like, really strange how that all happened. But um, I guess like, like a, you know, you said earlier, this is one where you kind of just, I don't know. You really just roll read it, it and just roll yeah. with it. Yeah, 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 exactly. But it was interesting that he didn't necessarily kill the Pope, but... Yeah, that was the only thing. one that that happened with, I think. Yeah. I think he just... Um, yeah, he let all those people take care of it. Yeah, that was it was weird. That was a weird one to me. Yeah. Yeah, dude. So then it kind of uh, just, you know, that... It's kind of him and his son, dude. And his son's tasked with taking him out, kind of sets up a ruse for his dad, making it seem like, hey, if you don't give yourself up, uh, they're going to kill me. Yeah, dude. And, you know, like it's like I mentioned, like once you like from the moment you open issue one, it's nonstop. Right. And then we get to issue four and it, it uh, it's um, kind of slows down a bit and kind of you get to see a... Um, I don't know, like a vulnerable side of, of Roland King, I guess you could say. more. What do you think? Is, is that a good way to put it? It's like he has a, a moment to be a little bit more interest, introspective and uh, think about things a little bit. Maybe that he wasn't afforded before because it was always so go, 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 go. Yeah. And this is kind of the first time where he's like, I don't know, being a little bit more thoughtful, it seems like maybe. Like he's got to slow down. Yeah, I think you're right. And so you, 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 um, the first couple of pages, you kind of get like a flashback of him when he was young, and um, you, you know, you see his son when he was young, and then you finally get a, um, you know, jumps right back into the action for a second with th- the final scenes of him fighting those people from Panama, and um. Again, the art is, you know, they're fighting. It's funny because in the very first issue, they're fighting on top of a of a moving train. And I think on this one, they're fighting like, um, I don't know if it's on top of like a car or something, but or is it on top of a, a semi-truck? I think it's a semi-truck. Yeah. And so you get some really cool action scenes. Again, with, with the movement is captured really well. And then rolling... Of course, just being the duty is takes this brother and sister combo out and um, in, in a pretty crazy way. And um, right when he does that, his son shows up and you, you're like, all right, he's he's screwed now. But again, he, he's able to escape this this crazy scenario. His son knew it, though. His son was like, oh, yeah, my, th- those men are already dead. Like my dad's gone. If you don't have him yet, he's gone. Yeah. And um, then that takes us right back into like rolling really kind of being able to to pump the brakes and you know think about i guess the overall picture of of you know his past to where he's at now and just kind of i don't know you kind of see him in a vulnerable spot which you haven't seen in in any time throughout this run so far well and i just really love the way it ended and um it reminded me a little bit of the ending not reminded me of as like a one-to-one, but it made me think about the ending of Day Tripper and what we said about 
about it being inconsistent a little bit. Because here, what what was so rad to me was just how consistent it felt for Roland King and like how it blew my mind because it was like, whoa, he really did what he had to do. Like, because he was the last monster. Yeah. Like, what do you think about how he decided to to go about the end there? It caught me off guard. I didn't think that's how it was going to end. Like the whole time I thought it was going to be like, not like a happy fairy tale ending, but I thought he was going to go in, save his son. All yeah. of a sudden they were going to have like this um, reconciliation kind of thing. And like, you know, just like hug it out and then go on to like, Take let's out live, bad dudes together. <laughs> yeah, or or something, or you know, let me li- let's live, you know, with yeah. my son for the last couple months of my life. But totally didn't happen that way. Yeah. So as as we sa- you said earlier, Roland's on a mission to take out all the bad guys and all the dudes he felt like got a free pass or were covered up by. Not only that he helped cover up their bad deeds in one way or another, but um, yeah. So he's on a mission to take out all these bad dudes. And so literally at the very end, he knows he's walking into a trap because he views himself as the final bad guy that needs to be taken out. And so he sets himself up to be shot and killed by them. I mean, that just was wild. It, it was not expected, but I I liked it, you know, like I thought, um, I thought for this issue was the strongest issue for me. I like how it kind of all came together at the end and um you even get to see like once that happened and you know he he's the he's the final monster the final bad guy you even get to see now Atticus is now like i think it's sinking in with him too you know like mm-hmm. i i don't think he he wants in this life and you see it on his face immediately like the expression and then you get like a flashback of when he was a, a little boy and um, it's like the same facial expression, like when his dad didn't come home for Christmas and then now his dad's laying on the ground in front of him dead, yeah. you know? But uh, the day tripper thing, what I was meant is like the letter that Roland left for his son felt so like that's exactly what the letter Roland's going to write to Atticus would sound like. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> he's just calling him like the one of the worst dudes he's ever known <laughs> in his entire <laughs> life. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, that was crazy. Dude, so funny. You're pretty much the worst possible person my imagination can stretch to. <laughs> like, there was no sugarcoating it. But he did say some good things in there, too. Yeah, you know, but yeah. in a typical, I guess, Roland King fashion, you yeah. could see him writing this letter for sure. Because <laughs> it changed his son. His son's on a boat with his mom now. Yeah. And so I, I, that's what I mean. Like, I liked it. This indie, the, this final issue kind of brought it all together. Um, you know, he, he was able to finally do one, I guess you could say, good thing for his son. And now, you know, his son looks like he kind of left that world behind. He's getting back in touch with his mom who hasn't, you know, seen in 20 years probably. And um, it's funny because earlier, I think in this run, I think it's like issue one or two, um, every um, king, is their last name, always smoked uh, cob cigarettes, right? That's right. And I think Atticus, since he hated his dad, he smoked a different type of cigarette. And then at the end, yeah, at the end, he's sitting there smoking cob cigarettes, you know. And so I thought, I don't know. I just thought it ended really, really well. I thought the uh, issue four was my favorite issue. Oh, it was definitely the the strongest issue of the bunch for sure. But um, if you had to give it like a rating and recommendation, where would you land on King of Spies? 
Um, I would definitely recommend this to anybody who loves action. This is it's over the top, fast, um, fast paced action. The art is incredible. Even just like, um, you know, panel to panel captures movement, and I think the art for me was was better than the the actual story. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is uh, it's new new reader friendly. You know, you don't have to know anything. This is one anybody can pick up and and dive right into this world uh, world of uh, um, spy espionage stuff and and just have fun. You know, definitely a cool weekend read. Um, I'll probably give it a three and a half out of five. Yeah, I think that's where I'd come down to. It's a good, yeah. it's a good score for this story. Um, one of the things I was thinking, uh, our buddy Monk over at Pullbox Pals, his his thing is always his favorite amount of issues. Oh, for four, a run yeah, is four, <laughs> yeah. And this one was four, and it made. And I was thinking about it, and I was like, it is a good number because you got a good beginning, middle, and end with four. Yeah, uh, and it kind of makes you hold to that pretty strong. And um, what do you think? Was it a little too short for you? You wish it was longer. You think it was a appropriate? No, sort of I think length? for this story, I, I think it was appropriate. Yeah, yeah. Cool, man. Well, that's a uh, 3.5 for the CBL. And uh, I'd recommend it to anybody. Like, you know, I, I outside of some of the more mature uh, panels in here, I think somebody like my dad could get into something like this. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and somebody who's not necessarily looking for, for much, but just like a cool, quick read. Uh, yeah, and it's funny, it too, because I think before we decided to read this one, um, I was just like thinking like we were reading such like, I don't know, like more life stories, like stuff like um, Day Tripper and Better Place. And I was like, man, I just want something action-y. And then this one just came out of nowhere. And I, I think I had issues one through three. And um, I read the first two issues, but I never got around to reading three. And then I never picked up four. And I was like, yeah, let's do it. And dude, it, if you're looking for something action-y, this is it. Yeah, but it's still funny that your favorite part of it was the more lifey. Part I of know four the issues. End, yeah. <laughs> Very true. I don't know, man. The, some of the action scenes are just fun. Really and, cool. I mean, I know they're over the top and uh, pretty wild premise, but um, it just rad seeing him like fall through buildings, just you know, blasting yeah. people on the way down. I don't know. Really, really fun uh, scenes though, for sure. Yeah, man. Super cool read. Glad you picked it out. Uh, glad we got to read it. Yeah, dude, fun for for last BOW of the year, and uh, crazy that we started with Mark and ended with Mark. So yeah. weird, just happenstance, dude. Wasn't planned that I way. I know, so weird. All right, on, dude. Well, you want to do some speed rounds before we end the episode here? Yeah, dude. Um, I'll tell you what. One of my favorite reads this week so far, and um, I haven't posted this one on my Instagram yet, but um, the new um, Spider-Man Miles Morales run from Marvel. Mm-hmm. Oh man. Dude, it was so fun. And I don't know, the the story so far just captures like my, like Miles is like he's in high school. He's trying to get the superhero thing down. He's like messing up in school, you know, like it, it just is they captured his character I thought really really well. And then to top it off, it has some of my favorite art I think I've seen in a long time. It's so good. And then I got this rad variant cover, the graffiti one. Oh, so dude. cool. So this was um, one of my funnest reads, I think, this week. And then um, real quick, I did pick up a few others I haven't got to read yet, but I picked up uh, Quested. Dude. From What Not Publishing. What do you think of this? 
of what not publishing. I think they have a few other. I can't remember what other books they have out. But what do you think of them? Uh, I, at first, I was a little like, um, really? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't yeah, know what I was saying. yeah. But um, what's? I mean, I'm all in it, dude. If you're, you're creating cool stories and it's another outlet to get some creators published, yeah. Uh, Heck yeah, man. More the merrier. And dude, this one looks cool. I was talking to a guy at my shop, um, uh, Ryan, and he was telling me that some of the variant covers coming out for this are going to like um, uh, be like from old school video games. Like I think yeah. they have a Zelda one. I think they're going to have a Final Fantasy one. And um, they're going to they look really neat. So um, I haven't read this one, but I'm looking forward to reading it this weekend. So hopefully I'll dive into that. And then I picked up um, uh, DC... Gotham City Year One. Right on. Tom King uh, is doing it. And I wanted to get this when it originally came out. I think this came out maybe a couple months ago. I think issue three came out this week. And I never picked it up. But then I was listening to the Pull Box Pals again. And Mark has been reading it. And uh, I was like, you know what? I'm going to get it. Sounds cool. And so I, I'm hoping to dive into this world. It's um, supposed to be like Gotham City before Batman, before any of that. And so, um, you know me, I love Gotham. I love that world. And, uh, so looking forward to this one as well. Heck yeah, man. But let's hear it. Let's let's hear your best speed run. I don't know if you're even gonna be able to get in all everything you read. I know. What's your highlights uh, from the week? All right. Powerbomb. New oh, powerbomb. Oh yeah. I knew this Finished was gonna be on up. there. Uh oh my gosh. Dude. Did that finish the run or is there one more still? This is it. So seven was it. This is it. This is the final. And uh what a heartbreak. what a like, I don't want to say heartbreaker, but it was just so well done, man. Emotional is the right word. Hmm. Um, and it ended in, in such a, a good fashion. You remember the end of six, I was a little concerned that they were fighting God. Yeah. Uh, but that ended up working its way out pretty well here. Uh, Daniel Warren Johnson uh, did it really good, I think. And uh, and um, I don't want to get into it too much because I, I, I want to I want to know, but uh, I don't want to. It just came out, so I don't know if we should spoil it for everybody. Yeah, and uh, I want to save it for our next episode for a specific reason. Okay. <laughs> and um, it was super good, man. One of my favorite runs of the year. Yeah, the so. art in that um, in that whole series was really, Fantastic. really good. Oh, yeah, yeah. super good. Uh, I'm gonna have he has like a bunch of do a power bomb merch in the back of all these. I think I'm gonna have to grab some, man. Dude, I need a do a power. You bomb need a wrestling tee, bro. Yeah, do, man. So it was really well. It was really well done. Phenomenal work. Highly recommended. Highest of recommendations from me. So that good. was super good. I got to read this uh, graphic novel called Thieves. Yeah, and this was super fun, man. Just about. Um, a couple who, you know, they're in high school and they're falling in love. And uh, one of them just happens to be a little bit of a klepto and uh, how they're dealing with it. And so uh, they decide they're trying, they got to return all the items that they stole. And it's... Is it like a YA story? Yeah, sort of. Yeah, very cool. I love stuff like that, man. Yeah, it's just yeah. a good escape for me. Um, yeah. That was a super, super fun read. Super cool. Uh that was another thing I got from my uh, graphic novel club through Comics Experience. Yeah. So that was cool. Thieves. And that's by Lucy Bryan. <laughs> <laughs> oh. And one of my favorite stories of all time, and I love the movie I read again uh, this week, is uh, Stardust by Neil Gaiman. And this isn't necessarily a comic. I mean, it's more like a chapter book for adults. Yeah. And uh, gosh, dude, I I just needed it. I wanted it, so I dove into it and read it all in two nights. 
It's just a fantastic adult fairy tale. Uh, super fun escape. I'll have to read that. I haven't read that. It's only Teenage Wasteland number one. Yeah. How'd that turn out? Dude, it was great, man. And it was just pure setup here. Uh, So whatever the big thing that happened, happened on the very last page of this issue. But it was a cool setup. The characters are really rad. I'm stoked to see what the heck's going down. Uh, So I'm definitely going to be keeping up with that one. I did pick up Quested, but I'm going to wait to chat about it with you. You did read it? I did read it. Uh, I got to read That Texas Blood Christmas Special. Phenomenal, dude. Just so stinking good. 10 out of 10. I'm jumping the 5 out of 5 score. Yeah, you know what? I tried. um, I wanted to pick up the second volume because I'm so far behind. Like I have volume 1, and then I was just going to pick up the trades. And they didn't have it at my local shop, so I'm going to have to still wait because I want to jump back into that world. I want to get back with old Joe Bob, and um, I'm missing out, honestly. I'm missing out. Dude, it was so good. One of my favorite reads, uh, like just standalone favorite reads in a while. It was so good. I got to read All Against All, number one, and going to be short here. I wasn't able to really understand what was going on, and so I either need to reread it if I find time to give a proper review of it, but where I stand right now is I didn't know what the heck was going down. That's all I know. The artwork was amazing, though. Got to read Kaya 3. This one was super cool. Kaya and Jane on their adventure. Just, I don't know, man. Kaya, Wes Craig. It's great stuff. Yeah. The lizards still are weird to me, but I'm loving the story. <laughs> Vanish 3 was red. The artwork is so good. Stegman's just, I don't know, man. I love his art. Bloodshot Unleashed, number three. Lost me a little bit. Felt dis- disjointed, disconnected from the first two. Still a fun read, but I hope it kind of ties back in somehow. Um, I Hate Fairyland, Volume 2, Number 1. Dude, phenomenal stuff. Freaking I know. I almost it, picked dude. that up last week, too, but I didn't. Um, just so much fun. Just what a fun read, dude. And then another one, probably my favorite ongoing series at the moment. I say that about almost everything, Tony. Yeah, I? you do. Boogeyman 3, man. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, <laughs> just such a good read, dude. Unbelievably just nailing it on all levels here. The artwork's phenomenal. Dude, the cover art alone is so great. I mean, that's just freaking cool, dude. Father Death lighting the way for the boy. Dude. Protecting him. I need to jump into that, man. It sounds like such a fun story, and I, I kind of got burnt out on, like, I don't know, scary stuff, but I think I'm missing out on that one as well. Dude, it is really good, man. So that was my week, dude. Uh, I had a lot of a lot of fun reading these this week. It was a great week. I got a huge order in from from Frank over at Coffee and a Comic too. So I, my my stack is just bewildering. <laughs> I think that's the same word you used last uh, week. Oh, it is though. <laughs> every time I look at, it, I'm like, oh my gosh, what am I gonna do? I'm falling behind. And then I'm about halfway through, um, what's it called? I started this today, and it's been a lot of fun. I'll just mention it quickly. Uh, Forest Hills Bootleg Society. It's another uh, graphic novel, and it's been really cool so far. Very cool. Yeah, that looks fun. I read a lot of pages, man, this week. Yeah, you did. I don't know how you fit that in. Me neither, to be honest with you. Well... I I do, but you know. I know you stay up late, so late yeah. that it's ridiculous. Like, it gives me a headache thinking about it. <laughs> like, I'm in bed by like 
10 at the latest. I'm not even thinking about bed at You're 10. You're sipping a cup of coffee at 10. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> got to power through somehow. Right on, dude. Well, what a good week, man. And yeah. um, what a fun book. It's uh, in their last B.O.W. of the year. Heck yeah, dude. And uh, super cool. What's coming out next week that's, that you're looking forward to? Dude, next week? It's a little bit lighter of a week, huh? This week dude, was just and I actually needed a break, dude. It was funny because when I went to my local shop, uh, they have like the wall of new releases. And there was so much out this week. Like it went on the normal wall. And then they have like these big racks behind it that usually they have like a bunch of stuff like the shop owner like buys from like collectors or whatever on there. They had to take all that off and, and like continue the new releases on there. It was so crazy. So crazy, dude. So I don't even know if I want to mention anything from Aftershock because it seems like there's <laughs> something going on over at Aftershock. But a Calculated Man 4 is, was supposed to come out next week. Uh, I don't know if it's gonna. Um, I hope it does because we haven't seen Jack Beans in a while. But um, don't hold me against the, you know, I, I don't know if this is coming out. Yeah. Anything from Aftershock has a huge asterisk next to it, I guess. Yeah. If you've been looking forward to anything Aftershock, just go ahead and go to their webpage What's for an strange? official release date. Yeah, it's so weird. Yeah. But dude, for me, we've got Deadpool 2. Yeah. Which, remember I told you, I really enjoyed the first issue of the new run. Uh, we got, for you, Specs number 2. I know dude, yeah, you really liked yeah. the first I one. I did like the first one a lot. Specs 2, um, yeah. Gospel number 2. I really enjoyed the first issue of that. Uh, 10,000 Black Feathers number 4. Kind of hoping uh, we pick up a little steam here. And uh, some t- two new ones that kind of look interesting to me. Uh, there's a, a Danger Street. It's a DC black label. They look cool. I didn't know too much about, but the hmm. cover was rad enough for me to pause on it. Yeah, I like those black label books. And then a new boom called A Vicious Circle. That yeah, really I've been seeing that one. Yeah, yeah. So check those out if you're interested in something new. And then, dude, for me, the biggest release next week is um, a trade. The yep. Friday Friday by uh, Ed Brubaker, Volume 2 is coming out. And I loved the first volume. I have the time. first uh, trade. I haven't read it. My daughter read it. She really enjoyed it. And so um, I'll have to read that one. Yeah. And then I can uh, pick up the uh, Volume 2. But it's good that we have a little bit of a lighter week going into Christmas for me because... Uh, it's only going to get busier. Yeah. And then we'll get a little little break. Yeah. But if any of those sound uh, interesting, make sure you check out coffeeandacomic.com. Uh, for for these or anything else you're looking for, set up a poll there. Uh, Frank's a rad dude. He's always got really cool stuff going on. I know on the 18th, he's having a live sale. So check him out on Instagram at coffeeandacomic. Coffee and a comic. I said that right, right? Yeah, you did. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, you know, if you're looking for a good gift for somebody, Frank's always, and I know right now he's got some DC bundles that he's got up on sale for 25 bucks. Uh, He's always got cool stuff going on. Um, So if you're looking for a gift or something for somebody or for me, if you want to send me something really nice. (laughs) uh, (laughs) Hey, I'll take a DC uh, mystery box. That's That's fine. That's right, man. Yeah. So, and just make sure you enter our coupon code at checkout. Uh, in all caps, comic book lair, and uh, save yourself 15%. Heck yeah, dude. But uh, what do we got going on next week, man? Dude, we got a big one, right? Dude, next week, um, actually, we could, dude, we, so we got two shows left um, for the rest of the year, and next week's going to be a super fun one. We're going to be hanging in the lair with our buddy Ross. Hey, Ross. And uh, it's going to be a fun one because we're going to kind of break down our, our, our top five uh, books of 2022. 
And so I'm interested to see uh, see your list. Definitely interested to see Ross's list. I can't he wait reads to see Ross's a list. Ton. Yeah. And um, I know we have a lot in common. A lot of um, same books that we're all reading together, and uh, we talk about all the time. So it'll be. Um, It'll be fun to see everybody's list, see what we have overlapping or see what we don't. And um, I'll tell you right now, making this list was very difficult for me. Very <laughs> me difficult. Too, it was challenging. And it changed. It's probably going to change because there's, I think mine like, might change there's too. you know, a lot of books out there that, uh, that came out this year that were just really, really good. And um, but yeah, it'll be a fun show. And then um, then we're going to wrap up the year with one more show of just kind of kind of looking back over the year and um just highlighting some cool stuff and and, and people that we got to meet and um yeah just kind of kind of wrap up the year on a, on yeah. just hanging in the lair and um yeah it's been uh, it's been fun man and we're gonna got a lot of stuff to look forward to for next year as well so um Heck yeah dude yeah it's uh it's been fun right on dude well how can people uh keep up with us and all the cool things we have planned not only now but like you said, 2023. Yeah, definitely. Uh, wherever you listen to your podcast, subscribe to our show. We'd really appreciate that. Um, give us a review. Uh, just kind of help us out there. That'd be great. Head on over to the Comic Book Lair on Instagram. That's where you can follow everything we're um, reading, what we're getting into, what we're watching. And then you can uh, follow our link tree over there over to our Discord. And um, come over and meet us. We'd love to chat with you. And uh, love to see what you're reading. Send us recommendations. Uh, we're always looking for uh, new books to read. Yeah, we got cool plans for our Discord, too, going forward, too. So hop in it now. Yeah, look forward to that. And uh, look forward to chatting with y'all. Keep reading comics. Cowabunga, nerds. Like the sound of the Comic Book Layer podcast? Our audio production is provided by Rosecat Audio. Check out Rosecat Audio at rosecataudio.com. R-O-S-E-K-A-T audio.com.